0: You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 135, and today is a short bonus episode on the five ways to crave health foods. Yes, you can crave healthy foods. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today is a short little bonus episode on cravings. Now, If you haven't listened to the last episode, episode number 134 on why we don't binge on broccoli, you have to go back and listen to that because it will give you a full understanding about how our body works based on rewards, highly palatable foods, like all the ins and outs about how food is kind of tricking us to eating more unhealthy foods. But in this podcast, I'm going to break down how we can actually override that system and start to crave healthier foods. In fact, I'm going to give you five ways to do that. Now, here's the deal. I don't believe it's about giving up cravings or trying to diminish them or overcome them, but I rather believe that we were designed to crave in fact, that was just a part of our body. It's a part of our hardwiring to crave certain things. And those things that we crave are conditioned in us. And that means we can also condition them to be different. Like our minds are plastic, we are moldable and changeable, and cravings are just the same. So, we're going to dive into a little bit about what a craving is, although I know you know what it is, especially after listening to the last episode. And then I'm going to share five ways that you can change your cravings to actually crave healthy foods. Now, like I said, go back and listen to episode number 134 before you listen to this show. Like, just hit pause on this, go back and listen to that, because it'll make so much more sense today if you do that. And don't forget to listen to all the episodes in this metabolism series, starting with episode number 130. And over in the show notes, I always add a little extra information to help you on your journey to live a healthier life. I'm giving away free downloads every single week. So episode number 134 had that free download for this week. So make sure you find out all the information in the show notes. Sign up for my email list because you're going to get more goodies inside of that. And the show notes you can find at supportswellness.com backslash one. 3, five. That's 135. So check that out. And for now, let's get right back to this bonus episode because I promise these are shorter shows. So let's dive into quickly what a craving is. Now, if you listen to the last podcast, then we have a whole understanding about high reward value foods, all these reward centers in our brains, and how some foods can kind of hijack those centers and let all the other signals of hunger and fullness be overridden, right? Like Food addictions can trump actual biological, physiological needs inside the body. And there's one big point I want to make today, that hunger and cravings are two totally different things, right? So when we look at hunger, what we know about hunger is hunger is our body's natural reaction to needing nourishment. And hunger doesn't just go away with the passage of time. We need to fulfill hunger through actual nourishment. On the other hand, cravings are triggered by outside influences, such as relationship troubles, social gatherings, or stressful days at work, right? Like cravings are not a biological need for anything. They're an emotional need, and the thing about cravings is, is that it's often for specific types of food. And like we talked about last week, we're not addicted to the act of eating. We're not addicted to food itself. Food is never the enemy because we can't become addicted or have a problem with the necessity of life. And that's a difference. Hunger is a necessity to living. It's a necessity to survival. Cravings, on the other hand, they're not needed, right? Like they're just in response to an emotional drive or feeling that you're craving. But the thing about cravings is what's so fascinating is they typically do go away with a passage of time. So cravings can come and they can pass without actually fulfilling that. So why do we actually crave unhealthy foods? So before we can understand why we or how we can switch our bodies to craving healthy foods, we have to understand why we crave unhealthy foods. And here's the deal. It's because cravings are typically psychological, right? They're they're inside of our mind, and they're not physiological, unlike hunger. So they tend to be satisfied by a feeling or a sensation or a memory that's gained from eating certain foods. And we know that certain foods can elicit this euphoric feeling inside of our brains, making it more gratifying, right, for us to eat those things. So we do know that there is somewhat of a biological response that some foods are having on our reward centers in our brain, making them more enticing. But what we also know is that all cravings are psychological, right? Like if we can change our mind, we can change our cravings. Yes, there is some more work that needs to be done with addiction, but all of these things are kind of the same, that we can overcome them. We can mold our mind, just like we've molded our minds to crave these things, we can change those cravings into other things. But here's the thing. Again, you can't take away a craving. You can only change it. And really, this isn't just my thinking, right? Like, I really do believe we are made to crave. I don't believe that we can take away a craving. I think we can lessen it or not even say lessen it, but just change it to healthier things, which makes it seem not like a craving anymore. But you can actually crave health foods. You probably even know of someone that is quote unquote healthy, right? Like they're your healthy friend or your healthy family member, and you see them actually want healthy things and you think, how in the world? Like I don't like anything that's healthy. How could I ever live a healthy lifestyle? Here's the deal. If any of us became addicted to sugar, we would be in the same boat, right? Like If all of us, right, your healthy friend started going down this journey of eating unhealthy foods, she very well, he or she could very well then train themselves to unhealthy things and unhealthy behaviors and unhealthy cravings. It's a moldable, it's like what we do rhythmically over time, repeatedly, that makes a difference on our cravings. They have just trained their minds to actually crave healthy things. And you can do the same thing. Like, that's the very good news. So the science behind this is there's a scientist, Jean Mayer, who's from the USDA Human Nutrition Research Center on Aging at Tufts University. And she really wanted to determine how cravings for junk become so ingrained in not only our bodies, but our minds. And what she found was really fascinating. I'm not even sure she set out to find this information out, but what she learned was that People in this group who followed a healthy eating plan, right? She separated people into two separate groups over six months, people who could kind of indulge in whatever they wanted, and then she put other people on a healthy eating plan. And what they found was that through imagery of the mind, that people after six months who ate a really healthy diet, right, like who who started making health changes to to clean up their diet, and to exercise more. What they found is when they started doing these images of their mind and the activation of the reward centers is that over time, high calorie foods that were once spiking the dopamine responses inside the brain, like Firing all the reward centers inside the brain, things like chips and donuts and macaroni and cheese, these things were no longer firing the same way that they had. Like their images looked differently after a prolonged period of healthy eating. There was also an increase then when they showed them images of healthy food, there was an increase. And the activation of these centers based on healthy foods and not so much based on unhealthy foods. So what had happened or what this had showed is that we can change our brain's reward centers to be activated off of healthy foods rather than unhealthy foods is actually a trained response. And this is pretty fascinating research because like drugs, what we used to believe is that we couldn't change our reward centers, right? Like some foods are more inclined to have a euphoric response in the body. They were harder to overcome and that's why we suffer from addictions. While that is true, we know things like processed foods and sugars and, you know, what we called food terrorism last week is really creating this huge problem in our reward centers and releasing excess amounts of dopamine to the point where our body no longer reacts to that. So you need more and more of the hit. But what we're finding is that just like those foods naturally are always going to have a reward response, what we also know is that healthy foods can have the same reward response. It's just based on the environment in which we provide it. Now I want you to remember that because I've been talking a lot about the environment lately and I really believe it's gotta be a critical component. So how did they change their minds, right? To crave healthier foods after just six months. Now you're like, six months? Like that's half of this year. But it's only six months of your entire life, right? Can you imagine changing your cravings to actually desire to be healthy? And in time, what they found was that these people lost a, A majority of their weight without even thinking about it. Because rather than focusing so much on the weight and counting and what they couldn't eat, they just focus on the positive things about just trying to be healthy and responding to their body in a positive way. And guess what happened? Big changes happened. And that's what we want. So how do we actually do this, right? How do we change our cravings? For healthier foods. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Of course, it takes time. So we have to be patient with this. But I'm going to give you five ways that I believe that we could really crave healthier foods. One is to change the environment in which we eat them. And I'm going to do a whole podcast next week. It's actually the next podcast in the series about how, where we eat and the environment in which we we are eating actually changes our metabolism. Now, what's interesting as we talk about that in the metabolism is that it's also going to change our reward centers. Remember last week when I talked about how sometimes I think we crave food just based on the memory that it provides or the environment in which you're doing it, a positive thing. Like Cravings aren't always in response to negative things, although that's a big part of it. But sometimes we just drink or eat things Because it makes us feel good in the environment in which we're doing that. I mentioned the chai tea, right? I don't often get chai tea at Starbucks just because I like it. I do it because I like the environment or the thought of the space and the warmth that it provides often with people that I really enjoy, And so sometimes it's just the environment. So the first thing is to create a good experience around healthy food. So instead of focusing on all the things you want to change, start focusing on how you can create a healthier environment, a more positive environment around healthy foods. Now, I think we often go into healthy eating and think, oh, like no one loves kale salad, right? Like, can you even imagine salvating over kale salads? (laughs) But here's the thing, you can, it's just based on the environment you provide it. So rather than eating healthy foods at your desk or on the go in your car, like create a warming enticing space for you to want to eat those things. Sit down at lunch with friends and your coworkers and enjoy your meal. Or at breakfast, like sit down with a hot cup of tea without any distractions and really enjoy the food that you're going to eat. See, the environment changes things because our environment can help actually stimulate the reward centers of our brain, taking off the need and the pressure for food to provide what it shouldn't be providing. Like we're giving cravings and addiction and food so much more power than they deserve in our lives. Like they don't deserve that. That's not the intended purpose of it. So create the environment in which you love healthy foods and you're more likely to eat it, right? Number two is add highly palatable natural food to healthy foods. So what I mean by that, remember when we talked about in the last episode how highly palatable foods were something that were a means of survival. Back in the day when we had more food shortages than the overabundance life that we live in now, right? Like our bodies weren't technically designed for overabundance, as they say. Um, But we were more designed for the survival of not having enough of lack. And so, where highly palatable foods came in is that they could hijack the brain's chemistry to override your fullness so that you would start stockpiling and storing more things. So, like in the summertime when berries are in season, you could hijack your brain by eating more berries and consuming more than you actually normally would have because. Your fullness or your satiety measures would have come in into place, but you could override those things so that you could start stockpiling for another time of shortage like the winter. Animals do this with hibernation, right? They stockpile in the summer, then they can make it all winter long without. So what you need to do is those highly palatable foods are inducing cravings. So one big question that I get with a lot of people is like, okay, I've been on this healthy diet for a long time, but I really do miss some sweet things. Like I want to eat some sweet things without feeling like I need to binge on them or become addicted to them. How do I do this? This is how you do it. You add natural, highly palatable foods like fruits and honey and maybe some maple syrup and starchy vegetables to your meals. So for instance, maybe you have a salad right? Maybe you add some kind of berries on that, or you have some roasted sweet potatoes, something that's a little bit more highly palatable that gives you a little more substance and makes those foods more enjoyable. So you get the best of both worlds. So for instance, one of the things I like to do when I'm craving the quote unquote sweet things is that I will make a fruit and yogurt parfait. I love coconut milk yogurt. So I'll warm up some berries because I love them warm. They're so much more satisfying to me. So I'll warm up some berries. I'll add the coconut milk yogurt, of course, the unsweetened kind. I'll drizzle it with maybe a little bit of honey and add some chia seeds and other some crunchy things to the top of that. And that to me is so satisfying. So adding highly palatable foods inside your healthy meal. Some people call this the sandwich effect where you have healthy Highly reward, High reward or highly palatable sandwich inside. Of course, you could do this with the quote unquote unhealthy things too, right? Like if you're really craving something like chips, have that sandwich in between a healthy meal, like have it with a meal. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is to fill up on nourishment. What we've learned in the episode, I think number 131 about leptin and ghrelin are these hunger and fullness hormones. You really have to go back and listen to the whole series. But what we learned about this is that our body can signal hunger even if you're eating a lot of calories, right? Like you could be overeating on all the wrong foods and you could be hungry all the time. And the reason your body's going to stimulate hunger is because hunger is a sign of nourishment in the body, right? It's different than cravings. So you could be satisfying all these cravings and still be hungry simply because you're not providing the nourishment your body needs. To thrive, And therefore, it's going to continuously stimulate hunger until the nutrients are derived and absorbed and utilized inside the body, right? Until we have the right proportion of nutrients, hunger is always going to be present. And so in order to overcome this hunger or this drive to eat all these unhealthy things, because hunger often stimulates cravings, Um, is to fill up on nourishment, right? The more nourishing we can make our daily life, the less likely we are to have a drive to have cravings because cravings are so much worse when we're hungry. We know that. So if we can take away the hunger, a lot of times we can take away a lot of the unhealthy cravings too. So fill up on wholesome, nourishing foods that are so good for you. Tip number four is try new things. Sometimes we just need an adventure. Like sometimes our reward systems and our brain are not stimulated enough in our normal daily rhythms that we can't, that the only place we can find reward in our life is through food. Now, here's the thing. We have a lot of reward centers in our brain for a reason. Our brains and our bodies are reward driven. They like adventure. It likes seeking new things and trying new things. And we can override those reward systems or override our cravings by trying new things. Getting out and doing something new, like trying a new workout class or going to a new restaurant. You can also see this in trying new foods at home, um, mixing up your meal plan rather than eating the same thing day in and day out, which is too repetitive and boring for your body, you can try new foods, which will activate higher reward value in your body, even if they're healthy food. So you see this a lot with like food connoisseurs who like to go to new restaurants, right? And you go to high-end restaurants and they're giving you lots of different flavors, but in really small portions. And you might think, I can't go there because I can't get full. But actually you can because sometimes fullness is a trigger of palatability. So how many flavors there are, how the experience is, right? We can fill up on energy of the environment rather than just excess energy and highly processed foods. I hope that's making sense. I don't know if I'm making sense, but here's the thing. We can fulfill the reward centers, the cravings that our body thinks it needs to get from food and experiences, life adventures, and making moments. So try new things. It could be new recipes. It could be new restaurants, but it could be new things like workouts or a new outfit that you want to try. All of those things can actually take away your drive to crave things. And number five is to take advantage of the fact that we are created to crave sugar. Like, we were designed. I think back, uh, gosh, I think it was in episode number 120-something, I did an episode on cravings. And why so many of us struggle with sugar, like overcoming sugar. And the reason is, is that our bodies were designed to crave glucose in some form because that is a survival mechanism of our body. Our brains, our thyroid, they all need small amounts of glucose. Therefore, one of the reasons why ketogenic diets don't work long term and actually cause more harm is because you're taking that all away. No, I'm not opposed to lower carb diets or cyclical ketosis or ketosis for therapeutic reasons, but what I really want you to know is it's impossible to imagine a life without sugar, and that's for life or death reasons inside of your body, right? Like That is survival to your body. It's not just trying to harm you or hurt you, but really, your body does need small amounts of sugar, so take advantage of this. Know this, right? That small amounts of glucose could be a really good thing and, in fact, could help make you crave healthier foods. So what I mean by that is have a a piece of dark chocolate, like really dark, pure chocolate after a meal and see how much more of a positive experience that makes that salad seem. Or put some honey on your yogurt, like I talked about, or have some berries with your meal or have starchy carbs, like make sure that's present because having small amounts of glucose actually diminishes the drive, which creates the intense craving to have more of that. So you can control this kind of by staying ahead of the game, right? Like providing your body what it needs, working with your body by creating a healthy environment, and staying ahead of cravings rather than letting cravings get the best of you. So many of our cravings are just seeking a reward that our body's not giving in this repetitive day-to-day stress. So those are some things that you can do to actually crave healthy foods. Remember, changing the environment, enjoying highly palatable foods with health foods, filling up on nourishment, trying new things, new recipes, and taking advantage of the fact that we were made to crave sugar and having a little bit of that every now and then. Okay, that's it for today's podcast. I hope that encourages you and gives you some insight on how you can change your cravings. But no. And let this be your hope. You can change your cravings. You do not have to be addicted to whatever food it is that you're addicted to or whatever it is you crave all the time. You can crave healthy foods. Just slowly start to incorporate them into your life in a positive manner, creating great memories around that. And I promise in time, that is what your body will want to crave. Your body wants to be healthy more than you give it credit for, and health is what it actually craves. That's what it's designed to crave, the nourishment. So focus on nourishing your body, and I guarantee things will change. Okay, I hope you found that insightful, don't forget to go back and listen to all the episodes in this metabolism series and check back next week for one of my favorite subjects in health, one that I really want to give more light to, and that has to do with our environment. We talked a little bit about it today. Next week, we're going to talk about it so much more as it relates to our autonomic nervous system, our parasympathetic, sympathetic mode. I know you're like, man, what's all this scientific jumble? I just want the realistic basics. Don't forget, if you just want the bread and butter of what you should be doing. Head on over to simplewoodswellness.com to find all the show notes in the series. Check those out, get those free downloads and don't forget to sign up for my email list. Okay, that's it for today. I will see you back here next Monday. I'm gonna start releasing podcasts every single Monday and hopefully some on Friday. So check back for those. Don't forget to share this with your friends and family and encourage them to join us on the journey of living healthier lives. Don't forget to nourish yourself and I will see you next week.